do not put that in your mouth. Please don't put that in your mouth. Oh my gosh. Clips to Cribs. The Degenerate's Guide to Parenthood. All right, hello everyone and welcome to episode seven. We finally made it through my long list of failures, the lovely series of episode six. Thank you all for listening and making me feel better about all my failures. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, so real quick, um, I've had a lot of people reach out and give me some awesome ideas on what I should do or just some ideas for the podcast. And I am so appreciative of all of those because anything any help that I can get I will take um but I had one that was given to me actually I just read it um in the message because I'm horrible at responding I think she sent this to me like a week ago and I just read it so if I don't respond to you don't take it personally maybe do take it personally because there might be a reason why I'm not responding to you anyway um my dear friend L'Oreal Jensen um I only know her by her maiden name L'Oreal Christensen holy crap I'm so sorry that I forgot your married name. I'm a terrible friend. So, um, I know her by L'Oreal Jensen because she was, uh, one of my first friends when I moved to Utah and we, oh my gosh, we used to be jet. We got into the biggest debauchery ever. Like we just were insane. One of the most fun times in my entire life. It was me, her and a girl named Sydney and the three of us were out of control like but not in like a bad way like we weren't like up to any bad things we just were 19 and just 19 we acted like we were 12 though anyway she sent me a really cool idea and so I'm giving her credit to this because I think it's awesome I am going to call it the WTF moment and so I would like all the other parents out there, um, just go to my website. There's a forum at the bottom um, that you can fill out and send. It will go directly to my email. Um, fill that out on moments that you've had with your kid or kids that you're like, what the fuck? Why did I ever become a parent? Or funny stories, funny shit that they do, just anything that, made you kind of step back and be like why am I a parent or this parenting thing is really hard or this parenting thing is hilarious or whatever but please send me all of your WTF moments uh just in the subject just put WTF moment and then tell me it and I will read those in my podcast um I'm gonna do one I'm gonna start that's how I'm gonna start my podcast from now on Thank you, L'Oreal. You're a genius. Um, I hope Tahoe is lovely. I miss it. But yes, that I'm giving full credit to her. She gave me the idea and I love it. So please, parents. So this episode is about problems of a working mom. Um, these are problems that I have faced and occur or like that have occurred to me. Um that I really, I really have a hard time with this one because it's just like this constant cycle of guilt. You're never free of the guilt ever. So, I mean, I've always worked a bunch. Always. I mean, my first job ever was at Taco Bell. <laughs> yes, I know. 
uh, actually, I think it was my junior year. They have like this section in the yearbook where it's like, like our students at work and the entire page, the entire front page of this section in the yearbook <laughs> was a picture of me in my purple fucking shirt with my Taco Bell hat on. The entire page. I think there was like some wording at the bottom. I'm pretty sure the yearbook girls or whoever that was their extra whatever curricular credit or whatever the hell you call it nowadays. Um, I'm pretty sure that they didn't like me or something. Uh, because the entire page was of me in my stupid Taco Bell uniform. And I'm sorry, that is just cruel. Hilarious, but so cruel. I don't know what I did to these girls. I can't even really remember who they were. But whoever you were, yearbook girls, well played, little twats. Well played. Well played. Uh, but yeah, that job actually taught me so much. Um, I learned to never eat the beef there. Don't eat the beef there. I know they came out with this statement of like, we have real beef. Bullshit. Um, sorry, Taco Bell. This is not an ad or like a plus for you guys in any way. But anyway, um, I, I really, I learned, yes, never to eat the beef there and beef there, but I really did gain the confidence to humble myself, to ask someone if somebody is hiring. That shit is intimidating. It is. It really shows vulnerability in so many ways when you have to go into a place and say like, hey, are you guys hiring? Because it's like there's there's so much vulnerability in that. It's showing, I mean, it, it's just uncomfortable. And I mean, that's how I've always viewed it. But I was after that job, I was able to do it all the time. I mean, clearly because I get fired from everything. So I've had to do it a number of times in my life because uh, it's like, hey, I'm poor or I mean, if you're in high school, it's like, hey, my parents think I need to build some character or, hey, I got fired from the last place because I'm a heathen or, you know, whatever. Or back to the beginning. Hey, I'm poor. I need money. Hire me. So I'm not poor. It's vulnerable. It is so vulnerable. And working there really kind of taught me how to get over that. And because eventually you don't want to work at Taco Bell anymore. So you have to go out and find other jobs. But with that on your resume, I mean, not a lot of places might want to hire you. But also, real quick, this is super tangent. I'm going to get on my tangents in just a second. But be nice to drive through people. That shit is so hard. In my day, which was almost 15 years ago, I, you, you have a person talking in the ear, telling you their order, asking you questions. You're typing that in. You're getting their drinks. Then you have someone in the window and you're taking their money and getting them change, handing them their food, fixing whatever they're bitching about, getting them enough mild or hot or fire sauce. Um, and then there's a timer on the wall showing how long that person has been in the window. And you're supposed to get like your times down all while still talking to someone in your ear and taking their order. So if you're mean to drive through people, there is a special place in hell for you. You be nice to those people. That shit is hard, really hard. Taught me how to multitask more than I already knew how to. Be nice to those people. Be extra kind. Tell them to have a lovely day. Tell them that they're doing great. You need to do that because that shit is hard. I guarantee there are 
there's probably 75% of the people out there that don't, that couldn't work drive through Anyway, okay, so yes, since I was 15, I have always had a job. Minus the in-betweens when I would get fired for places. I've always been busy. Always, always, I've always been busy. Uh, the hardest transition ever was when I had Emma. After I had Emma, I had this, you know, month period or I, I think I, it was four weeks or five weeks that I took off work where you're just, I'm just sitting alone, staring at my white walls in my new apartment by myself, out of shape, still with that extra skin, like wearing a diaper, an actual fucking diaper, just staring at these walls with this human. And at the time I felt like she hated me. And I like, I then understood really why people gossip or why people talk shit about other people. I'd, I'd like to say I'm not a huge shit talker. My friends might be laughing at me. We could be like, oh yeah, so you talk tons of shit. I, I really don't, I mean like, okay, let, let me finish this thought really quick before I get onto that. Really, I was so bored. I was unhappy. I was miserable. I was like just terrified out of my mind. And so what I do, I sat and I scrolled Instagram looking at people with lives that aren't real because it's Instagram and I needed to feel better about myself. So when people would come to visit, I like my friends would come to visit and then I'd be like sitting there and be like, oh, did you see so-and-so on Instagram? Blah, 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 blah. Like talking shit, so much shit. I talked so much shit that first month on people that either A, I didn't know, or B, I didn't need to talk shit on. And I finally had this realization that I was like, oh my gosh, I am now becoming this huge gossiper because I am bored. I'm bored. And I, I felt bad for ever judging people being like, oh, she gossips a 10. Well, guess what? She probably doesn't have a hobby. So if you're a shit talker, get a hobby. Take up anything. Knitting for all I care. You know, whatever. I've taken up lots of things. I'm horrible at a lot of things, but I got a lot of hobbies. And that actually puts the shit talking kind of at bay because you don't have time for it because you're busy watching YouTube videos and learning how to crochet or <laughs> whatever. Um, but yes, so like I had like this moment of time where it was the first time that I ever had to slow down which I don't, I don't really know how to do that. I don't know how to relax. I don't know how to calm down. Shocker. I know. Uh, I had this time and I just found myself bagging on other people because I felt like garbage. I just felt just, I was so unhappy with like, not unhappy because I have this beautiful brand new baby, whatever. But like, I just, was so out of place and so lonely and scared that I had to make other people's lovely lives look like dog shit so that my dog shit situation didn't seem as much like dog shit, if that makes any sense. Anyway, sorry for the tangent. Sorry for the other tangent about the drive-through. Um, you might want to get used to those. They're going to happen a lot. Pack your bags. Uh, we're going on a short trip of Ashley's mind. When I, when I, I'm just going to prepare you, you need to pack your bags whenever I start talking because I go on these tangents and we're going on a trip. We're going on a trip through the lovely 
like psycho mind of Ashley. So pack your bags. Anyway, so working moms, back to the point. Um, I've had a really, really, really hard time just being able to sit and enjoy Emma. Sometimes because she's not very enjoyable. Uh, but I mean, since I work so much, I feel pressure or I, like I feel this inside of me where I need to be doing something productive all the time. So when I get a day off, she's so excited. She knows mama's not going to work today. But then I look at my house and I'm like, hmm, hmm, we could use a bookshelf here. So either we go to Home Depot to build one, literally not a joke, to build a fucking bookshelf out of wood and, you know, my tools, which I'm getting quite the collection of. It's beautiful. Um, Or we go to Home Goods to buy one. And then I rearrange my entire house like 17 times or, you know, whatever. And then I feel bad. So then I buy Emma's love and patience that she's had with me with a new toy. And I feel like shit mom because I'm like, oh, my kid's never going to be able to appreciate anything. And oh, I, you know, I'm buying my kid's love. And oh, my kid's always going to expect a toy when I'm not being there present fully when I could just literally sit on the floor and color her with color with her and markers. But I can't color with markers because I'm looking around the house at all the things that could be done because I don't have time because I work my what feels like 900 hours a week and so even if I am sitting on the floor coloring with her I'm I I don't feel like I'm present because I just I don't feel like I'm present because I'm worried about all the things I need to catch up on and so I made these good behavior charts she has one at her at our house and then one at her dad's house And she has all these different boxes. And if she does that, and there's like a number of boxes in under each category or whatever. Now, every time she does that, she gets to put a sticker on her chart. And if she fills up a box, then she gets a toy. Um, And I I started these things because I was like, oh, this is going to be good for her. You know, she's going to learn manners and how to do things and how to appreciate things. Really, that shit was 100% for me to put my ass in check and stop trying to buy my kids love. No joke. No joke. I mean, like, I have to be like, oh, Emma, sorry you haven't filled up the chart. I know I suck, but you haven't filled up the chart, so you can't get that toy. Maybe we should just leave the store. Why are we even in the store in the first place? I don't know. I already bought all the fucking bookshelves, so we don't need any more. Anyway, the pressure to spend quality time where you're present with them. But then you work so much that you have to take time to catch up on other shit. Like every time I get a day off, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do something fun with Emma. We're going to do something. It's going to be awesome. Like I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. I don't have any underwear. Like I'm, I I don't have clothes. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to go back to work after my days off with a dirty uniform. I do that anyway. But, um, like, You, I mean, you're, and honestly, if you don't do this, then your house looks like Hurricane Katrina just hit and it didn't hit, but it looks like that. And so on a daily basis, then you have to go, yeah, you go to work with a dirty uniform and then you end up wearing the underwear that you save for when you're on your period because you have already ruined them because you don't have laundry because you haven't had time to do laundry. And yes, they are clean for all you overachievers out there, but just ruined because you don't plan out your menstrual cycle and then you're not prepared for that shit. And really you have these specific underwear that you've already ruined 
for that week. And you know what? Pat yourself on the fucking back because the fact that you are even that prepared or even have a plan in place whatsoever, you deserve, you know, like a whatever you want. So anyway, like I said, sorry, get used to the tangents. The constant battle of feeling like a shit mom, not being completely present and not taking your kid to do fun stuff because you legit just don't have the energy. Like, okay, I'm going to give you an example. Um, we lived in this neighborhood that had a pool and it was open, you know, to your residents or whatever. And so the thought, I mean, it, she would be, it would be, it's a win-win situation. You go, you get some sun, your kid. Okay, real quick also, whoever created Puddle Jumpers was 100% a mom that wanted to read her magazine at the pool because you don't have to watch your kid it's not going to drown like so puddle jumpers yes stalls definitely stalls the ability for kids to learn how to swim but literally brightens mother's days brightens mother's days anyway so so you go your kid gets in the water and they wear themselves out. It's sunny outside. And, you know, then they come back and they take a nap, which naps are the greatest thing ever if they do take them. And, but, ugh, the energy to get them in their swimsuit. And at the time of this, it was swim diapers. And then having to get them to wear the puddle jumpers when they don't know how to wear them yet and don't realize that they're helping them. And then you have to have, like, everything shaved. Ugh. Woof. And then you have to worry about other moms there being, like, perfect in their perfect swim and pool outfits with their perfect pool bods. And you have to bring snacks because get hungry because they're using all that energy and water because you don't want your kid dehydrated out in the sun. And all this shit and the thought of it, I'm already tired. I'm already tired. I don't want to go. She wants to go. I know it will benefit me, but I can't get myself to go. And I mean, even really like forget your book, forget your magazine, because even if they do have a puddle jumper on, then it's constantly mommy, watch, mommy, watch, watch, mommy, watch, mommy, 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 It's exhausting, but it's going to pay off in the end. But I could, I just can't, I can't get myself to do that. And then this happens as well. I am extremely extroverted. I love people. I like talking to people. I like meeting new people. I am a bartender slash server. I meet people all the time. I love learning about people and all of their stories and blah, blah, blah. I am extremely extroverted, if you could not tell. But there is something about making other mom friends. Clicks. You know, what if, what if you like the mom, but you fucking hate their kid? What if their kid is the most annoying person on the planet, but you like the mom? And then you kind of have to be like, when they text you, be like, oh yeah. So like, do you want to have like a mom's night where there's no kids there because I can't stand your kid? Or what if it's opposite? What if their kid is the coolest kid in the world and your, and your kid loves their kid, but you can't stand the mom. And then you have this mom texting you to like, do play dates and whatnot and oh 
And then you don't want to hang out with the mom, but you want your kid to be able to hang out with their friend. And so then it's like this awkward exchange of like, yeah, like, oh, you know, I'm kind of busy, but you know, I got to get some stuff done. So I can't really hang out. But like your kid can come over and hang out. I mean, it's terrifying. The vulnerability of finding other moms, mom friends, other mom friends that you actually want to hang out with, where it's this perfect puzzle piece where you like the mom and your kid likes their kid and their kid isn't a little shit completely because all kids are little shits. And like, ah, the exchange of all that information and like testing it out. And it's terrifying absolutely terrifying the vulnerability of this is just terrifying I mean for me at least maybe I just suck but I I, there's got to be somebody out there else that is like oh mom friends or what if you meet another mom friend and then they have this group of mom friends so you're the outsider now see how you might be able to have a little bit of pain a little pain built up from girlfriends in general because girls are vicious and they were vicious in middle school as you already know um so yes this has been like okay so the the pressure of wanting to spend time with your kid finding the energy to do so and then also being able to somehow mind trick yourself into not worrying about all the other things that need to get done around the house maybe if you were just an organized human to begin with you wouldn't have so many things to do on your days off because on your days on then you just have this normal like normal adult like routine that doesn't make your house look like Hurricane Katrina that's not me it's never gonna be me I've tried I'm trying so hard I will get into another episode of the things that I have actively done to try and make myself not a degenerate it's going to be a good one too I promise but all of these things only moms that work might be able to relate to or you know what maybe stay-at-home moms can do too because I don't know how you guys do it I literally don't know how you stay at home with these heathens all the time how do you do it Xanax I know jealous just kidding. But seriously, it this it is insane. So if you're a working mom out there and you can relate to this or add on to this or vent to me about it or need to vent about it or if you can just hand me my number so I can like vent to you about it, please reach out to me because this has been like I I it is this constant guilt cycle of okay, I need to be present. I'm present. I'm not present. Emma, hold on just a second. In just a minute. Okay, Emma, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, just a second. Mama just needs just a second, okay? Just a second. Emma, please be quiet and go do something because I just need five seconds to myself. Five seconds turns into like two hours and then you feel like shit. And then you go and you try and hang out with them. And then you feel even worse. And so then you're like, okay, we got to go do something fun. And then it's just this cycle all the time. Quarantine has been awesome because of the fact that I've been able to be home so much and now I literally want to send every stay-at-home mom a gift basket. Maybe one day I will, but I I mean, it's been awesome to be able to like hang out with my kid and I love that. I mean, but uh, what do you other working moms do? How do you do it? Tell me. 
This is not, okay, so I know this is a Degenerates Guide to Parenthood, but now this is a Degenerates plea for help. I am crying for help. Please help me because I don't know how to do it. I don't. I've always kind of been, you know, on my own. And now I'm taking care of a human while working. Uh, what? How do you do it? Please reach out to me. Thank you for listening. I'm sorry if you didn't learn anything from this. Not like you're going to learn anything from any of my episodes anyways. Please. Uh, but please reach out to me and tell me how the hell you do this. Other working moms and stay-at-home moms. Girl, just reach out to me anyway because I need to know your secrets. I need to know all of your secrets. All you moms out there or all you dads out there that are stay-at-home dads or, you know, whatever. You guys are awesome. Just keep going. And if your situation is like mine, then pat yourself on the back like little things. The little things. Like the fact that you have underwear set aside for when you're on your period. Dad, you won't get that. But, you know, whatever. You have other things to be proud of. So, thank you for listening again. Sorry this was like not uh, not an episode where you feel like you got anything out of it. Uh, but I need to get something out of it. Now I'm being selfish. So please, uh, please reach out to me and have a wonderful day. Enjoy a glass of wine or a beer or a Diet Coke or whatever the hell you want right now because you're a parent. And if you're not a parent, do that also. And cheers to yourself that you're not a parent. <laughs> oh, just kidding. I love my kid and I love you all. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Love you. Bye.